Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back, everyone, to the Really Real Real Estate Podcast. Episode 109, Can I Really Buy a House from Out of State? In today's real estate market, it's becoming more common to see buyers coming in to the area from different towns, different states, even sometimes different countries to purchase a home. And a question a lot of realtors get often asked is, is it possible today to buy a house while I'm still living outside of the area? The answer is yes. And today we talk about what what some of the best practices are if you are a buyer who is looking to purchase a home while you're not currently living in that particular area. My name is Lou Lombardi. Now here is your host, the uh, uh, real estate uh, advisor, the hostess with the mostest, <laughs> Mr. Jason Wilcox. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. I was waiting for you to say out of this world realtor. <laughs> out of the out of this world, world, world. <clears throat> Everything must go. Go. Bye, go. bye, bye, sell. <laughs> that's, but, that's the problem. Everything is going. That, that is our problem. There's not enough inventory to sell. I, you know, you keep saying that, but I keep seeing houses. Well, I mean, I'm even know, in it, my neighborhood here. I'm seeing like, oh, that that's for sale. That's for sale. That's for sale. Yeah, it, it's interesting. I can't remember where I heard it from or who I was talking to, but I believe there was an article that was released recently. I'm going to try to find it so I could post it to my social media um, that I think sellers are finally getting a little more realistic. The problem that we've been having with this seller's market is people go, oh, it's a seller's market and buyers will pay anything for my house. Uh, so they're like, I want to list my house for 500000 It's like, yeah, dude, but the best the best house in your neighborhood is sold for two twenty five. And so houses are starting to sit for a little bit longer because that pendulum is swinging back just ever so slightly. Now, full disclosure, this episode is not dropping for another 10 days. So God only knows what's going to happen in the next 10 days uh, before this episode yeah. drops. But it, it is slowly starting to swing back. Interest rates are creeping up. Um, uh, this is actually something John Kearney and I talked about on the podcast back, I think, in January. Those interest rates have gone up. Um, I also know from personal experience that I have some buyers that have taken a step back because, unfortunately, they've had to renew their lease for another year. Um, I have some buyers that are currently renting. So the option to go month to month is not there. So they had to renew their lease for another year. So they're off the market for the next nine to 10 months. Um, and otherwise, um, you know, sellers are slowly getting more realistic, but some are still not. Um, and so kind of that hodgepodge of everything is causing houses to slowly start sitting on the market for a little bit longer. Now, if you price the house the right way, yes, it can still go quickly, um, but you have to be a little bit more realistic with your price and your expectations because that pendulum is starting to swing back. What we're finding is that inventory is increasing ever so slightly, okay, but what slightly. we're finding more is that you know, in this 
in balance of buyers and sellers, kind of the whole seesaw effect. You know, it's one of those ones where to get that seesaw to an even kilter, you know, we had hoped that more housing would help. Um, and in lack of, or in lieu of getting more housing, it's some buyers are starting to go away. So it's like, well, that's one way to fix the housing imbalance is that if you're not going to get more inventory, if you have less, less buyers, <laughs> you know, that can, that, that can definitely help balance it out. But yeah, that, that's the short version of where we're at right now. Gotcha. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. let's get into the topic for today, which is this idea of buying a house while you're haven't quite moved into the area yet. Yes. So in 2022, as we've often talked about, um, the world is a lot smaller than it used to be. So as I tell sellers all the time, it's not uncommon to see buyers coming in from out of town, out of state, out of country to uh, purchase your home. Um, And so today we're looking at this more from the buyer's perspective. Um, I've recently been working with some buyers that are coming in from out of state. Um, I've actually dealt with several buyers in the last maybe six months to a year um, where they have had to do the whole purchasing of a house from a completely different state. They may get a chance to fly in once uh, to see the house, which we'll talk about a little bit, but otherwise, you know, everything's done from, you know, whether it's North Carolina, California, you know, wherever, you know, Texas, North Dakota, you know, Maine, wherever. Um, and then, you know, they're really just kind of moving in, you know, at only after they close on the house. So today we're talking about um, just what it looks like um, to purchase a house from out of state. And so the first and obvious question is, I get asked a lot, can I buy a house while living out of the area, out of the state, out of the country? And the short answer is yes. That's it. (laughs) All right. That was a great podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Um, (laughs) We'll catch you next week when we talk paint colors. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so the short answer is yes. Um, So what that means is, and I guess the next question then becomes, what does the process look like? And there's probably three to four key things that have to happen. The first one is this, you have to be somewhat technology savvy because technology is going to play a huge role in your buying of the home. The three main ones that I use, um, and these are not all of them, but these are the three main that I use are FaceTime or Skype, Zoom, DocuSign or ZipLogix. So FaceTime or Skype, I will use when I am touring buyers through the house. We will offer some type of virtual tour. We will walk them through the house. Um, So you have to have FaceTime or Skype or one of those um, video conferencing call programs so that I can actually physically tour you through the house. Okay. The second one is Zoom. I specifically use Zoom when we actually go to write the offer because I need to be able to share my screen because I need to be able to walk you through the paperwork that you have to sign like you're here in the room. So I specifically use Zoom when we write the offer because I want you, I want to be able to share my screen so that you can then um, be able to see the paperwork that I'm walking you through. And then finally, um, DocuSign or ZipLogix, you don't have to have the program on available 
with DocuSign or ZipLogics, um, the links will always come to your email, but these are the programs that we use to send documents to buyers and sellers to digitally sign. So you have to be comfortable with digitally signing um, documents. Now, again, you don't need DocuSign or ZipLogics. What happens is when I send the link out, I will send it in an email, and then you just have to follow the link in the email to guide you how to sign. Okay. Well, that, 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 that makes, uh, that makes sense. Um, my, uh, just, you know, I guess maybe because I'm old school and something such so important as like a house, I don't know, man, like, I think I would like bite the bullet and come, you know, I'd like have, I'd, I'd, I'd call you up and say, Hey, Jason. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm going to come into town. Can you, can you set aside three days for me? Yeah. Get, get, get several houses together and I'll, you know, I'll stay at the motel six and, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. so I, I, personally, that's how I would do it. But th- yeah. I am also old. Um, younger folks are probably way more comfortable with jet with working, um, w- w- this way. Just, it's just personally a thing for me. Uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, and and let's be very clear. The old school is absolutely a possibility. And I have done that in the past. Um, I will tell you right now that, you know, and again, I know we always joke that we like these episodes to be timeless. (laughs) This is one of those ones that I will be very honest, is very geared towards the current market. Because, you know, four years ago, we could easily tour you know, 15, 20 houses throughout an entire weekend, make an offer and be done um, and usually have that offer accepted. Um, The issue that I'm running into now is that most of my buyers are not getting their first offer accepted. It is two, three, four, five offers later that they're finally getting accepted. And so the problem is, is it's requiring us to look at houses over multiple weekends. And the issue with that becomes it becomes an expense, you know, to fly up every weekend, to have a hotel every weekend. Um, that's where it can kind of become um, a little tricky. The other issue that we're finding is that because houses go so quickly, let's say you put something up on the market on Tuesday, it may not be here Saturday. You know, that <laughs> is the unfortunate side effect is that, yeah, let's go towards Saturday. It may not be up there on Saturday. So th- this, this is also kind of geared more towards we have to kind of do this. Our, our hand is being forced, but you're right, Lou, uh, in non competitive seller market times, that is definitely a viable possibility. Cause I've done that. I've had, I've had buyers come up and hell we've blocked off even a Saturday and a Sunday and I can crush through 15, 20 houses in Look a weekend. That's you, man. You're like the bion. Well, you don't know the word bionic, but you're like the terminator of the, uh, uh, of the real estate agents. I think we need to get you a new slogan or something, man. <laughs> 20, 20, 20 homes in one weekend. Dang dude. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot of basements. That's a lot. Of, <laughs> that's a lot that, it, it's more funny to think, that's a lot of people's bathrooms I've walked through in one weekend. <laughs> so anyway, so 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 what is this touring houses virtually like? Um, so okay, so we're saying this is the way to go. We're getting kind of getting off subject here, but so yeah. what what is you know, you want to talk a little bit more about that? Or yeah. So how we tour houses. Um, there's a couple of things that that I like to just point out. Number one is, you know, if you can't be up here physically, because the other thing, Lou, also to 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 put this in uh, into perspective, you mentioned coming in out of town to tour houses. That's a viable option. 
option. Uh, I'm currently dealing with buyers right now. We're actually coming into town's not an option. Um, the wife is actually somewhere in the ballpark of eight to eight and a half months pregnant. Um, and she actually just got the, the, the final order from her doctor. She's actually not allowed to travel. That's not just airplane. That's also car travel long. Well, yeah, that, so, yeah, yeah, that, that could pop at any minute. So she, no, she's got, yeah. she doesn't want to be yeah. traveling with that. Yeah. And, and then for obvious reasons, the husband doesn't want to come up. Of either. course. So, so how do we tour houses? Touring houses virtually is going to be the most practical way. It's going to be Skype, Zoom, you know, FaceTime, you know, one of those programs. We're going to tour it virtually. Now, in addition to touring it virtually, I cannot stress this enough. I really feel more comfortable if it is in your wheelhouse. And for most people, it is. Most people I find moving into Pittsburgh, coming from out of state, more often than not, they're coming in because they either have friends or family that live here. If you have friends or family that live here, let's at least get them to come out and look at the house. Mm. Because, you know, like, for example, this, this couple that I'm working with right now, nicest couple in the world. But the first couple of houses, I'm still getting to know them. So if their parents can come along, their parents know them a lot better. So they can tell me, oh, yeah, you know what, this 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 kind of musty smell in the basement doesn't bother us, but it may bother so and so or, you know what, you know, this is a nice size closet, but, you know, one of them owns you know, racks of clothing that would put clothing that would put Macy's to shame. The closets aren't going to be big enough. They know their their friends or family members better so if you can't have family or friends that can tour for you it it really puts me at ease because then it's getting a second set of eyes or a third set of eyes i mean i've met i've met moms and dads i've met you know siblings i've met um um you know sons and daughters you know anytime i can get someone like that that's just really a huge a way to go so if you've got family or friends that's, that's the way to go that's a great, great other- idea yeah yeah. The last thing is this, and this is kind of a kind of a weird one, but I've done this once or twice before and <clears throat> it, it's worked out well. Are you getting inspections? Hmm. And I and I say that because Lou, going back to the point you brought up in non-competitive seller times, there's always that idea of like, ooh, let's virtually go tour it. And if we like it on a Wednesday, maybe I can fly up for the weekend and go see it on Saturday. And if we like it, we can make an offer. And in non-seller times that used to work, the danger you run is, is it may not be here on Saturday. So <laughs> after you see it the first time, you may not have until Saturday to wait to do a second time. So you have to make that site, uh, that site unseen offer. Why I say, are you getting inspections? On more than one occasion, what I have had happen is a sell, a buyer will purchase it sight unseen, but then once their offer is accepted, they know they're the buyer that's going to closing. They will then, Lou, pay the money, come up, get the, the Motel 6 for a couple of days and come up and see the house during the inspections. So they've at least mm. seen it during the inspections. And the contract is written up so that for any reason in the inspection, they can terminate if they find out something they don't like. So if they come up and they see it, they still have the inspections to back out. And then they still, at that point, you're only out the couple hundred, maybe, maybe a thousand bucks that you've spent on your couple of inspections. But um, at least then you would get to see the house, walk through it and take Mm. notes before closing. Um, And the nice thing about the inspection is that's usually a couple of hour process. So you get a couple of hours in the house. So it's worth your time to come up for a day or two from out of state and at least tour the home during the inspections. Yeah. Yeah, That makes, makes total sense. Um, 
So what if you're not originally from the area, so it's not like you're moving back someplace, or you don't have any friends or family? <laughs> like, how do you, like, even know, figure out, like, what area you even want to live in? So say <clears throat> you got some great job, you know, in, you know, you know, starting in, in, in Pittsburgh, starting in three months or something like that. And you need to, you, you want to move, you've got a family, you know, you need a house, but you know, diddly squat about Pittsburgh. Yeah. What, do you, what do you do? <laughs> um, how do you, how do you don't want to like end up like see some great house, you know, on the market for a great price. And like, then you realize it's the Hill district. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nothing against the Hill district. Nothing against the Hill district. <laughs> well, no, you know, that, it's, uh, you know, one of the bell yeah, silver yeah. or one of those, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'll let you ramble off those lists. Cause I can't, cause I have a license that says I can't, <laughs> but you can't Lou. You're not a licensed realtor. To, I'm sorry. I maybe I shouldn't have said that, but there oh, are, no, every good. city good. has you're those good. places where it's just like, yeah. you know, and Wilkinsburg, you know what I mean? There's places yeah. where you just, God, it might not be, you know, Mm-hmm. what you're looking yeah. for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I yeah, mean, just so for the, like, what? We talked about this before, choosing areas based on school districts and stuff yeah. like that and like different, you know, community amenities and things like that too. So it's like not being, yeah. you know, funny about it, but you know, it is something, right. you know, you may have certain things that you want to have in an area. So how do, how do we do that if we're not from here? We don't have anybody right. to help us. Yeah. So the the first thing you're going to have to do is you're going to have to do more research. You know, you're going to have to read. You're going to have to make phone calls. You know, you're going to want to call local authorities to figure out what's going on. You know, as far as like if you're worried about crime, if you're worried about school district, you know, you're going to have to you're going to have to call and research. What I am going to recommend is that if you don't have friends or family, can you find friends or family who have friends or family in the area that maybe you can at least talk to and rack their brains? Uh, I I know we joke about this and we shouldn't, but, you know, we're 100 percent correct in that licensed realtors have to be careful because, you know, we did that podcast episode a while back where we cannot, we cannot swing you one way or another. We cannot steer you into one community or out of another community for the obvious reasons. However, if you are talking to someone who's not a licensed realtor, they can offer up all of their thoughts and opinions so they can start telling you, yeah, stay out of area XYZ, Um, you know, if you don't want to get shot late at night. You know, if you want a good school district, you know, go to a you know school ABC. Um, you know, so make sure that um, you know you're talking to people and that you're doing research. Uh, one running joke: I had a great conversation once with a realtor. Um, he he was talking about a house in a specific neighborhood, and I knew the specific neighborhood was a little bit rougher. And he goes, "But don't worry, this is in the better part of that particular neighborhood." I said, "Hey, man, how do you know?" that this is a better part of that neighborhood when we know that that neighborhood is an issue. And he very bluntly said, it's one of the streets that's never in the newspaper. (laughs) And I was like, he's not wrong. You know, if you Google search WTAE or WPXI or KDKA, you will see, Oh, another shooting here, another shooting there. And, you know, you'll see the same six, seven, eight, you know, areas pop up. Maybe that's your sign, you know, if that's something you're concerned about. So you're going to have to do your research. You're going to have to call around. You're going to have to talk to people because, again, a realtor is not going to be able to swing you one way or another. And um, also, don't be swayed um, uh, by this factor. People are like, oh, you know, if you want to be in a great school district, you know, you're going to have to pay for it in taxes. 
trust me, there are some less than seller school districts out there with some ridiculous tax rates that I'm like, wow, I can't believe this school district is charging those taxes to live in this neighborhood. No neighborhood. No wonder there's a problem. Yeah. In that neighborhood. But yeah, I digress. So, 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 so you're going to want to, well, yeah, you're going to want to really kind of look into it, you know, and ask, get multiple opinions from multiple people. Right. Yes. Don't just, yes. you know, say, okay. Um, okay. Sounds good. And then, um, now, well, then we, you still, and, and this, I guess this is important. You need to be able to tell who it, the, the seller that you are making an offer on the property site unseen. Yes. Um, so just real quickly, something I want to prepare all out of town buyers, uh, to, to be ready for, um, when we, when we write up an offer, it is our job to treat the other side honestly and in good faith. That's what we're called to do as realtors and as buyers and sellers. You are going to have to disclose that you are making an offer sight unseen. Now, if you are um, uh, making an offer on a property and you're the only one, it's usually not an issue. I usually explain, hey, we've done X, Y, and Z. So tell your sellers not to be alarmed. You know, we had parents that came through, they took video, they, we Skyped, right. you know, and oh, by the way, if our offer is accepted, the buyers are going to drive up for the home inspection. They'll see the property in person, yada, yada, yada. Here's our step. And that could be help put them at ease. You need to know though, that if you are making an offer and you are multiple bids, that may hurt you. And unfortunately, that's just the unfortunate side effect. Um, we can't not disclose that we saw it sight unseen. And if you're going up against, you know, other buyers, that may be a deterrent. And that's just the unfortunate part of doing business. Um, I've been I've been on both sides of that coin. I've had multiple bids where buyers have seen it sight unseen and they don't get it. I've had other times where they do, um, you know, and, and, you know, we've laid out our plan and we've explained what's going on and the seller feels comfortable, you know, with what we did. Um, and they, they felt comfortable moving forward and it worked out for everyone. Great. So. Yeah, but you have to disclose. It's yeah, just, you know, yeah, yeah, you got to. Yeah, yeah. We, we've had many uh, talks about that. And uh, any final thoughts, anything you want to say before we wrap up? Um, God bless technology in 2022. God <laughs> bless te technology. Um, we can make it work, uh, but you just need to make sure that um, A, as the buyer, you're ready to maybe go the extra mile because it's going to take a little bit more work um, than just someone who's in the area looking to purchase in the area um, and make sure that you're working with a realtor that can help you go that extra mile because it's going to require someone, you know, it's funny, I put up there that, you know, you need to be technologically savvy. Let me be very clear. The realtor yeah, it's really that. Yeah, yeah. So make sure you're working with someone who's comfortable kind of walking you through those extra steps when it comes to purchasing out of town, out of state, out of the country. Because I will say this much, while I have done it very successfully in the past, and I say that not to, you know, tout about my own greatness, I say that because while I've done it successfully in the past and other realtors have too, there are some pitfalls that could get you into hot water if you're not careful. And so you just want to make sure that you're working with someone that can um, help you navigate those, those potential pitfalls so that they don't actually become pitfalls. Okay. And there you have it guys. Yes. The, the short answer is yes. The long answer is listen to the rest of the podcast and, <laughs> 
And, and call Jason. You, and call Jason. Uh, so reach out to Jason if you're out of town. You're listening. You've come across this podcast, and you're you maybe you listen to it because you're going like you know think about buying a house in Pittsburgh. These guys are located in the Pittsburgh area. You know I'm going to find out what they have to say about it. Um, this is your man right here. Jason can absolutely help you with this. Uh, um, <clears throat> doing this virtually or working with family members or however it works best for you. So reach out to Jason at 412-651-4638. Uh, you can text as well or email jason.wilcox at pittsburghmoves.com. All right, everybody. That was episode 109 about uh, buying houses from out of state. So thank you guys so much for listening. We'll catch you all on the next Really Real Real Estate Podcast. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.